I'm Jenny Thomas. And I'm her friend, Ellie David. We decided to create a podcast that embodies what you would talk about with your closest friends. So sit back and relax and put your headphones in. Because you're listening to the Honestly Unfiltered podcast. Hello, and welcome to another episode of Honestly Unfiltered. I am here with my wonderful co-host, Allie David. Allie, how are you today? Oh, I'm pretty good, actually. Um, <laughs> just letting you know, I, uh, I've had a really rough couple weeks. We talked about this last week. I finally feel like I'm starting to come out of it you know, and get back to my normal whatever hell that might be, but it's much more manageable. <laughs> so, <laughs> and my, my mind is working a little better. You know, it, you get into these places or I get into these places when I get physically really, when I'm really not doing well physically, then mentally I start to really get like depressed and I have a lot of like the intrusive thinking and and, and you know insecurities and so you know it's like it just all goes hand in hand so yeah I'm starting to come out of that fog and feeling better how about you I'm good um I've kind of been a little off this week I mean I don't know um it's you know work's been busy because it's the end of the month and I'm trying to finish up quarterlies um I you know, my background check came out, came back fine for the job I'm going to take. Uh, I haven't told my boss yet. He happened to coincidentally give me a raise this week. Oh. Um, yeah, this was my three-year anniversary. And um, it's still not enough. Um, you know, it's not nearly, it's, it's, I'm, I, I, the other position still more. Mm-hmm. And um you know, for what he, he only raised me up a buck an hour and, um, I haven't had a raise in two years. So that really wasn't a lot. I thought considering, I mean, cost of living is more than a buck an hour. So, yeah. So I, you know, so I, so, so I'm still kind of grappling with that and I need to tell him next week. Um, other than that, um, what is going on in my life? Uh, it's really kind of it, I think. Okay, I know something's going. On. Oh, I got a new air conditioning unit installed Ooh. this week in my home. Well, that's good. Yes, news. I. You were the first person I thought about. <laughs> I don't play. I do not play. <laughs> I know you not. I am obsessed with my I AC. I, I mean, obsessed. Which I I I, I would venture to say that the majority of the country right now is. I don't think I'm special. <laughs> I've never lived in a house with a brand new one before. Oh, okay. And it's like top of the line. It's like a 16 ton um, because they couldn't get the part. Like they, I talked to my landlord. I was a little worried. And I was like, does this mean they're going to sell the house? And he said, no, we just couldn't get um, a cheaper one because parts are so scarce right now. He's like, but it wasn't that much more. It's like a 16 ton or something. I don't know. Which apparently is big. Yeah. I see every house I've rented, I've never felt the AC was big enough. Like they try to get away mm-hmm. with these smaller units that are that are a little cheaper, but it's really not enough, especially in Florida, you mm-hmm. know. Um, 
but mine, we, what he did for us, because the AC unit really is fairly new. Um, mm-hmm. When we moved in, I want to say it was maybe a year old. But the ductwork had issues. Mm. So they came in and did all of that back in. It was before my granddaughter was born. So I don't know. It okay. was like March or February, something like that. And I, he was, you know, oh, your electric bill will go down. Well, no, it's it. My electric bill has not gone down. Of course, we are electric. Who was okay? Because I keep my AC low. <laughs> And then I'm not, I'm not working as much. So I'm home more. So Mm -hmm. that's definitely made a difference. Um, Plus I have my little private AC unit in my room, (laughs) but um, you know, so, but I will say it is keeping up better because the, every year that we've lived here in the summer, oh my God, it's, it gets up to 80 degrees and 80 degrees in the house doesn't feel like 80 degrees Mm -mm. outside. It's just miserable. No. 77, yeah. 78, you know, and it would just be so hot. We actually had at for a couple of years now, we used our portable AC unit in the living room. And oh, wow. so we, you know, you have to put that where the, it can vent outside. So you have to open a window, mm-hmm. put it there, blah, blah, blah. But we would have to do it just to kind of try to keep it down because it would not cool in the house until two, three o'clock in the morning. You know, and wow. and I was fine because I'm spoiled with my little private yeah. AC. But <laughs> the rest of the family was suffering. So yeah, I've it's you know it's crucial. It's crucial, and yes, I'm I'm happy for you. I I really do think our deck work needs to be done because we get a lot of dust in this house. I swear, I can dust, and two days from now there'll be more dust. Mine's the same way. It shouldn't be that way that much. Well. Justin says it's the tile. So in Florida, because I'm like, and my mom and I have had so many conversations about this because she has lung issues and it just drives her crazy. But she said the same thing because I'm like, she's like, it was never like this, like in Virginia and stuff. And other people say that like from other states. And it's like, yeah, in Florida, we have a lot of tile and laminate or wood flooring. We don't use, you know, it's just. And I think it's got more popular other places, but it's definitely was a floor. Oh, yeah. But he said, yeah, if you don't have the carpet, that's what normally catches the dust. Mm, yeah. So like in our living room, we have a huge piece of carpet, you know, where our furniture yeah. is. Um, but yeah, it does. The dust is forget it. Like I'll walk into the girl's bathroom and it looks dirty. Like the floor will look like there's dirt and like the tub and it's not. Yeah. It's dust. It's it drives me, but yeah, you, it drives me nuts you too. Check. It does. We knew our duct work was bad because we had mold. You found mold, and at first we were—I mean, we threw a fit over this. And at yeah. first, he sent some kid out here, and the—I mean, I say kid because literally he was like 19 years old. <laughs> and he went back to him. He came early in the morning. I had the air set really low because I was thinking about him. Cause he was going to have to like climb in the attic and all this stuff. And he went back to him and tried to say that because we were keeping our AC low and I'm like, excuse me, no, but it took a couple years. He wouldn't listen to us. And we're like, finally, we were like, look, you are the landlord. Like we cannot have mold in our house. Like this is, and this yeah, is not yeah. us. It's nothing we're doing. 
he finally got a good company right. out. And they were like, no, there's basically it was um, like condensation because mm-hmm. there were openings in the ductwork and it needed to be Ooh. replaced. So that's what was causing it. Ugh. Yeah. So. So many issues. Not fun. But it's better now. No, not fun better at all. Now. There's nothing worse than being hot in the summer in Florida. Mm-hmm. Honestly, you know, and Justin pointed this out to me, and he's right. It's really worse other places. We kind of have it pretty oh, good. Yeah. I mean, that's. We do. I mean, 115 degrees in Texas. Like, ugh. No. Vegas is like roasting. Yeah. I heard the. And not. The runways were melting in Europe last week. Oh, my gosh. At the airports. No, we, and you know, it's not custom to have um, AC in the houses everywhere. Um, a lot of houses don't. When we lived, we're kids and we lived in an apartment in New Jersey. We didn't have central heat and air. Yeah. We had radiators and we had the window units. That's what we had in Virginia. Yeah, it's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, it's, we're, we're lucky that it, it's pretty much everywhere you go here. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. So, other than that, that was my exciting news of the week. Um, you can tell we're of a particular age when that's the excitement in our lives. <laughs> a new AC unit. Well, yeah, yeah. If it's well, <laughs> two weekends ago, what happened? There was a leak in Ashton's room, and it was in the middle of his floor, and we couldn't figure out where it was coming from. So they sent sleuth out to find the area of the leak. I was convinced there was a crack in the foundation. I still, I don't understand how the AC was the cause, you know, but I'm going to take their word for it because the leak did stop when they, you know, unclogged the, the old AC unit, but that's what started this whole thing. Um, but yeah, no, it's, um, it's been a process. So but this air conditioner is always kind of been, we've always had to baby it. Like we have to keep it on like 77 during the day. And then when I get home, I drop it to 75. And then when it's time for bed, I drop it to like 71, 72 because yeah. I can't sleep when it's hot. But no, it's so it's been nice. Mine's on 67 at night. Ooh. I do not play. I come to sleep. <laughs> yes, you do. <laughs> I saw the, I saw in a magazine that they have these little stand up air conditioning units now. Is it like the portables? I guess it's a portable. I was like, man, I need to get one of them and put that right in front of my bed. Yeah, that's what we, that's what we had. But you have to vent it. There's a vent because hot no, air is, blows out. This is not. I'll have to send it to you because this is Please not do. like a window unit. Yeah, no, 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 it's not a window unit. Like there's but port, the vent? Like I have a window unit, but the portable ACs they have wheels. You can roll them around to wherever you want. Yeah, they stand straight up, but they still have to vent. The one, um, I mean, but send okay. me what you have in case there's some new incredible invention in the AC world. that I I'll send it to you later. Yeah. Okay. So, um, I got a little bit of a situation on my hands. I don't know how to handle it. Mm. Do tell. All right. Well, someone that I know, uh, let's just say it's a, a relative, a um, friend of a friend of a friend listened i guess you know it was a regular listener of the podcast and um well so she listened to our father's day podcast okay 
where we talked about our fathers. Now, that being said, I mean, it doesn't have to necessarily be from the podcast, but um, you know, it started off as a great, good conversation on the phone. And then she told me some stuff that, you know, some really horrible things that allegedly Harry sent said about me. Mm. Um, she said that, um, that he told our other brother that I owed him like thousands of dollars. She told me that, um, you know, a, a joke was made, you know, that everyone thinks that I'm the irresponsible one in the family when I'm not. I don't know why I that I get this like label that I'm bad with money and that I'm irresponsible. First of all, who's whatnot, who's everybody? Who who's everyone saying? It, this? I, I, apparently, my siblings. Let's just put it right out there. Apparently, my siblings. Okay, I think this. Okay. Um, you know, so so apparently that's the misconception is that I am. Because my husband and I filed bankruptcy during the housing crisis when I lost my job in a recession, um, that I'm, you know, irresponsible, quote unquote, like my mother, I, I would say. That's probably where it comes from. Um, but needless to say, it was it was brought up that, you know, Harry says that I, you know, owe him thousands of, of thousands of dollars, which I don't. Um, but regardless, you know. And then, you know, some other things were said um, in regards to him um, that really kind of really, really touched a nerve. Um, you know, there was a situation a few months ago, probably around Christmas time, and um, someone needed help. And I, you know, I was kind of. Basically, I didn't know which way to turn at the time because there was, I'm in Florida, there was nowhere, one to help this person. Okay. And um, for, you know, a bad judgment call it was, um, I reached out to one of my uncles that I don't speak to. Um, I don't speak to him for a lot of reasons. Okay. One, because I don't know him. But I reached out to him because I felt like he would be a, a good person to help, help, help that, help, help my relative. Okay. Help her, you know. What kind of help did this relative need? With addiction. Alcohol. Okay. So they were just in crisis and needed support. They were in crisis and needed support. Um, you know, no one close to this person, no one close to them was, was willing to help them because, you know, they pretty much back, you know, at, at this point there, I think their thinking was, well, she got into the mess herself. Now she needs to get out of it. And I'm, I'm here in Florida. I'm talking to a friend of hers overseas. You know, he's like, there's got to be someone you can call. And, it, you know, you, you, you see a person that you love, you know, struggling. You don't know what to do. You can't get there. So, you know, considering the family you know, has a, uh, has a history with alcohol, I reached out to him because what else am I to do? Well, 
that that, that backfired because yeah. instead of him reaching out to her, he reached out to her brother and um basically it all backfired and now and then everybody was just irritated with me because I reached out to him but truly it was for no other reason than I didn't know what else to do and 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 in all fairness I reached out to my cousin one of my cousins on my mother's side who is a counselor you know near where they are for help because I you know that was something I, you know, I thought of, I was like really reaching out to anybody in that area that I knew that could help. So your intention was good, but yeah, I'm sure looking back, even you could say that probably wasn't wise. No, it wasn't. I knew immediately. Yeah. I I knew doing it. It was probably wasn't wise, but it was an act of desperation. Yes. It's one of those desperate things we do trying to fix and trying to help and, you know, yeah. Been there. So I was told that the siblings apparently thought are saying that the reason that I reached out to said uncle was because I wanted to make myself look good and them look bad because that uncle doesn't like me or my brother because of my mother and some things she did when my parents divorced and um I basically wanted to look like the shining star how does that make you look like a shining star I have no fucking idea I mean the one the one person you were trying to help I see definitely not looking great you know but I it doesn't make any sense to, to me no, it, like it, how does it doesn't that at all serve you i've apologized for it a number of times it's come up several times we joke about it wasn't my wasn't one of my best how wh- have you gotten an ideas? apology that have you gotten an apology from for who? the fact that this person was in such a bad way that it caused such strife in your life that you would put yourself in that position i mean you know what i'm saying yeah. it's like yeah and, and that's that's not even here or there like i you know will always help someone especially a family member um as much as i can i can't turn my back on people i love um even though other people did turn their back on her um but regardless it really it really just it rubbed me the wrong way. Come to find out, you know, I, you know, of course I'm sworn, you know, you can't tell Harry any of this that because I, I can get in so much trouble. That's, that's what it was. You have to keep this all to yourself. First of all, no, no. <laughs> no. So I, you know, Harry, of course, denies ever saying that he's lent me money. Um, I tend to believe him. Um, he has his own thoughts as to why you know, things were said, not really sure why they were, we were being discussed in that matter. But hey, I, I I have the feeling that this person and their brother who were together all day were basically just having shit talk, have a shit talk session about me and Harry. Whatever. That's, you're free to do as you wish. That's, you want to shit talk us? Go ahead. Um, but as far as this other thing, it, 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 it really 
throws me, you know, really just, it hurts my feelings. Let's put it this way. Yeah. I was hurt. So let's, let's now it's going to get even worse. Um, the conversation progresses and um, she proceeds to tell me that basically she listened to the podcast and how I talked about um, when my father and mother were married and they were here and they were always looked like they loved each other. And then when I got married the first time, when they saw each other, they hugged and Shannon witnessed it and it was very touching. She basically told me that that couldn't have possibly happened and that um, my father hated my mother and hated his life with us and never wanted to talk about it. And she remembers being little, you know, eight, nine, seven, eight, nine years old and asking her father, our father, about his life with us and him saying, I don't want to talk about that. And maybe so. Maybe it wasn't exactly appropriate for him to talk to a seven-year-old or an eight-year-old, however old she was, about his first marriage. Um, Regardless, it's, that was my, that was, those are my memories. That, those are the things Mm -hmm. that I remember. Why my father led everybody to believe that he hated my mother and he didn't love us, I don't know. But I know that he did. Maybe because he was an alcoholic and had some serious issues himself. I mean, (laughs) or, you know, or that's just her perspective. I mean, my mother was always a selfish person. She didn't get extremely crazy until these later years. Um, Basically, when she married her second husband, a lot of that happened. Yeah. But when we were kids, she's always been selfish. And Harry has always been the golden child. But it wasn't all bad. And anything my mother did, it was out of jealousy, and which was wrong. And she put me in a lot of situations that were wrong. Mm -hmm. You know, when I was, when my my father married his his wife, his second wife, um, we didn't know about it till like a year after they got married. And we've discussed that. Yeah. And then once we did know and it was all copacetic, you know, he sent us some plane tickets to come up to visit and meet her. And she was very nice to us. She they took us to, you know, Six Flags. She took us shopping. I can't say one negative thing as an adult looking back on that. Mm -hmm. But as a teenager, you're upset that your father has married someone else. Right. After the history that you've had and you have a loyalty to your mother, right or wrong. But I was, what, 11, 12 years old. So my mother, of course, being the crazy Diane, talks me into finding out what her last name is. Mm -hmm. So what, you know, of course, I'm on a mission now to find out. I there was a marriage certificate on the wall. I had a notebook in my bag. I wrote down the last name. Simple as that. Mm -hmm. So apparently now the story is that I went through legal papers. I went through their drawers to find out information. And I wrote it all down in this book. And. And you're a kid. (laughs) I'm a kid. I'm a kid. I'm a kid. 
So someone found the information in my book, not sure who it was, my father or my stepmother, someone went through my stuff to find this information in my notebook. And a talk was had with my father. My father had a talk with me about it. He wasn't happy with me. I told him why. I told him what my mother asked me to do. It was all, you know, it was all out there. I was a kid. But from that moment on, I was banished from that house. I was never invited back again. My brother was. He went for Thanksgiving. Which is so many years on every single level. I mean, I've been told many times. Yeah, it is. And I've been told many times. On both their parts, by the way. Your stepmother and your father. I don't play that game. He's more responsible Mm -hmm. for both of them. Yeah. I'd always ask, can I come to If you you don't want to be a good step-parent. I have a lot of thoughts on that. Well, it's, you know, the story is she didn't know, but other people have told me that she did. It's, it's, it's like a gray area regardless. Um, you know, I would always say, can I come to no next time? So I was basically banished at that moment for those choices that I made directly by my mother at 10, 11 years old, I was banished from my father's life at that point. So I think I've suffered enough and I paid for it. So she brings this up and she's telling me, you, you did this, you did this and you really screwed up because my mother's, you know, my, the, the, cause, cause, cause your stepmother's grandparents would have, op- would have welcomed you, you into this family and How you would have had another, this, why was this it such just a came, big deal? It just came, I'd have no idea. It just came out of it. nowhere. I don't, it just came out of nowhere. No, but no, but I'm saying the actual thing that you did by getting her last name. What? How did this affect her negatively? What happened from this I don't know. happening? I mean, I nothing. That, that nothing. You, I would think you would know. Yeah, nothing this happened. I mean, wild to me. Yeah, like yeah. seriously, it has been. Do you know how many times that this has been brought up to me? That this this moment of my life, this small portion, this one moment. It's been brought up by that family multiple times. To you? People in that, to me. Okay, by just your siblings, by the stepmother, by... By my siblings. Hmm. Very odd. It, it, you know, whatever. I was a kid. That's all I can say. I've apologized to my stepmother for those things. I've apologized to her for being shitty. I've apologized for, you know, doing the things that my mother manipulated me to do. That's all I can say is I'm sorry that my mother, you know, coerced me into doing such things for years. I didn't even have my father's phone number. You know, I'll be honest. My mother used to blow a whistle and my father, she used to, he, she used to call there and blow a whistle and whoever's ear that answered the phone. Was that wrong? Yes. On multiple levels. Is my mother dealing with a full deck of cards? No, she's not. But because of that, I wasn't allowed to have my father's phone number for many years. I used to have to call his mother and say, can you ask my father to call me? Yeah, I, okay. So there's a lot going on here. Okay. Yeah. A lot of letters. First of all, let's start with the conversation. So the conversation was just a regular conversation between the two of you. And so she brought up the Father's Day episode Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. out of nowhere or were you guys discussing anything it start no it all started with 
it started with some financial things on her end and her clarifying some things about a a car deal that one of my that my other brother can get through his employer Mm -hmm. and how he you know is technically if 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 he if he lets any friends and family members take part in that program if they default on the payments they go after him okay and it started with oh yeah he would never let do that for you or harry because you know you 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 know harry says you're so responsible with money and you owe thousands of dollars and i was like what come again so that's where that started Hmm. and then it just went down a rabbit hole from there so it's it's almost like she I don't know. It kind of sounds like she was out for blood. You know, mm-hmm. I don't know why or what prompted Me either. it. Um, I mean, I guess the the cat's out of the bag. It's your sister. I mean, <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. Great. Now you see the sub. <laughs> mm-hmm. Anyway, speaking of AFC, you know, yeah. I I had a similar conversation with my sister, which we kind of discussed a little bit, but I didn't want to get too much into it. But essentially, the same kind of thing is what happened in our conversation. Now, my siblings and I really have no business talking about our parents with each other. It's a hot button Mm -hmm. issue. I am super defensive of my mother, even though just like you, I see her very clearly. I I know the issues, um, but I was her defender. I was her I was the closest to her. I was you know, I felt that that was and that's part of divorce. That's what happens in divorce. And and it's an actual, there's psychology to back it up, you know, and why children choose one parent and the parents play a big role in that. Let's, let's be, let's face it, you know, just like you're saying with your mother. Oh yeah. And you know, my, my sister, my one sister is the exact same way, but with my father and very, very critical of my mom. And I'm more critical of my dad and blah, blah, blah. And the younger one kind of plays everybody. So whatever. But yeah, I mean, that's just the reality. <laughs> that's just the reality. But, um, <laughs> you know, I thought we had kind of finally come to a place in our relationship where it was just understood. That's as that's, did I. you know, we, we don't need to go there. That never ends well. Um, and they're trigger mm-hmm. trigger conversations that, you know, are not good. Uh I initiated it. I said something non-intentionally. I mean, it was just a memory from my childhood that was related to the conversation I felt. And it was like a funny thing kind of to me, but it triggered her. And I didn't real. I had, I mean, it was honestly one of those times where it really came out of left field, you know, mm-hmm. and once I told this story, which I thought was pretty benign, like made this the little comment she hit me with some hard shit like out of left field i don't really want mm. to say what it was but it was so disturbing no no okay i mean beyond disturbing and it wasn't something that she should have been sharing with me because it it was not about her and right. you know that's kind of what i'm getting from this story too is that you know, she is saying things to you that aren't your business and aren't her business. Period. Mm-hmm. You know, and 
there there is no benefit to saying them to you other than to hurt you. It it wasn't right. constructive. It wasn't going to be helpful to you whatsoever. You know, and I I feel like and you know people that struggle with addiction, especially they admit nothing, deny everything, and make counter accusations. That's a huge twelve step mm-hmm. understanding and recovery. Mm-hmm. And they like to trigger you. They like to try to get you engaged depending on what emotions they have at the moment. Um, it's almost like that's a high for them to, you know, now my sister, that's not the one that I was having this issue with. That's not her shtick. She doesn't struggle with addiction, but she, she does struggle just mentally and emotionally. And mm-hmm. she was sick. She was hormonal. <laughs> I found out later. And she was in a way and, you know, just dumped, just, just dumped on me. And I tried to work it out through the conversation because in the past, it's either turned into a huge blowout or I just hang up or she just hangs up. Mm-hmm. And I just thought, you know what, let me try to work through this with her. And we really had a, a a long conversation about boundaries. That's been a huge thing for me with people in my life, especially people like yeah. that, that I love to pieces. But for whatever reason, we have a very difficult time having mm. interaction with each other without, you know, something like that happening. And I did my very best to lay it out and explain it. This is these are the boundaries and it's not about you. It's about Mm me. You don't get to choose just like I don't get to choose yours. And if you want a relationship with me, this is how we have to do it. It's the only way that I see it working. And we really talked and it was really positive. It was going in a very good direction. And then before the conversation ended, (laughs) she got me again, went off the rails. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, I, I still, I mean, this has been pretty traumatic to me, like the whole thing. And I think I talked to you that yeah. day on the phone mm-hmm. at my lunch hours. Yeah. And it's, you're you upset. Know, I, I'm getting to the place where I feel like, you know what? Some relationships we're being told our whole lives that you should, you know, you should be close to your siblings. You should be close to your parents. You should, should, should. We're shitting all over the place. Okay. Maybe not. (laughs) I mean, that's where I'm getting. It's like, look, you know, I don't, I cannot be interrupting my peace every time you're around because you can't control yourself. And that's the Mm -hmm. bottom line. You know, you can't respect my boundaries, respect the things that I'm, you know, it, it's ridiculous. What happened with you and that conversation, what I'm hearing is she went, she went for every single jugular, every single mm-hmm. hot trigger topic that you're sensitive to that, you know, which is wrong. It's really wrong. Mm-hmm. I mean, what else can you say about it? Yeah, no, it's, I don't understand. I, I almost asked her if she was drinking <laughs> because 
that's Please what the feeling I was getting, but I didn't want, but, but of course I didn't want to cross a line. Of course, I didn't want to hurt her feelings by asking her if she was drinking. Okay. Um, so I just ended the phone call. I basically just said, Hey, I gotta go. My son's calling me. I'll call you back. And did I know, um, what I did immediately do, um, is text my brother, Harry. And I asked him if he could talk and told him why. And he, and if you know, if you know, Harry, on a Sunday, he's home with his wife, probably watching TV. So he immediately picked up the phone and called me because he knew I was upset. And he's like, so, so he says to me, he says, this is what I'm hearing. And he repeated, you know, and I said, yes, that she said, and I said, yes. And he said, well, he's like, I will tell you that when you reached out to the uncle, I was a little irritated, but I didn't know why. I've since, he said, I since, he said, you ended up telling me about it. And telling me why, and I understood, so I didn't feel the need to bring it, address it with you at that point. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay. He's like, as far as the money's concerned, he's like, I don't know where anybody's getting that because I've never said it. But that's an odd thing for her to make up. I mean, okay, let's say, okay, fine. He didn't say it. And I don't know that it, and you know, she said she heard it from another person, my other brother. So who knows where that came from? Or if it's, if it was, if it was, if if that if if my other brother thought it was said or it's his it's his if it's if that's his perception who knows um possibly who knows but he you know harry did say to me he said i he said i promise you i've never said those things about you you do believe me right and he was sincere i could hear it in his voice and i said yes i do believe you he said i love you very much i would never say things like that to and our, it doesn't our, sound our like him. About i don't you. know him no it doesn't good, that's why it was so out of no, no it doesn't it, it did shock me to think he would especially with them because you guys really it's only been a few years since you've gotten close to them you know mm-hmm. so yeah. it just doesn't yeah We've always, you know, over the last few years, we've had a relationship where, you know, we'd send snaps and texts and pictures back and forth. We've been extremely close in the last few months, um, which I'm grateful for. And I love her very much, but I just don't understand where this is coming from. Well, yeah, I think that she's somebody that, you know, is is not super healthy mentally, is going through quite a bit in her life. And... First, first off, let me say this. Do not fucking listen to my podcast. And I'm not talking to her. I'm talking mm-hmm. to, to the people in my life. And come at me with your opinions. Right. Like you said, this is my truth. This is my mm-hmm. memory. I, I, don't, I don't want your view. If I wanted your view, I would have you come on as a guest and share your perspective. Don't even bother. Like, don't, how dare you? do your own damn podcast, tell your story however you want, you know, but don't come at me and, and have some feelings about, it. I don't want to know how you feel. I don't care if it hurts your feelings. I, you know, I haven't told my mom, well, my dad, I never talked to really, but I haven't even told her I have one. Not that my mom would even figure out how to listen to the damn thing, but I just, it's not <laughs> something I even want to share with her. My sister knows, right. and I'm sure she's told my other sister and who knows, maybe they're listening. I don't know. But that's fine if you choose to, but it's not, it's not for you to, you know, I, I, I don't care. I'm not responsible for how you feel. So make sure you come guarded. Yeah. And multiple, I mean, I've had an issue with people coming at me over the podcast, not with you, not any episodes we've done in the past. I've had people, I've had, I've had 
really serious arguments with people that I've I've said things, but that I'm telling my yeah. truth. I'm telling my side of the story. I'm talking. I'm working through this with a friend, and I'm hoping that the advice will help other people. This this is yeah. my life, and if I want to, I choose to speak about it on a podcast for God knows how many people to listen to. That's my right. And those are my memories from my childhood. Those are the things I remember. Did my fa father come to Florida and ask my mother to get back with him? Yes. Did it all go south? Once he got drunk, we got sun poisoning, and my mother <laughs> broke her ankle on the beach, and we almost drowned? Yes. At that point, she sent him packing, and his words to her, which I heard were, if you don't marry me or get back with me, I'm going back home, and I'm going to marry this other girl I'm seeing guess what a year later they yeah. were married so that's that's what i know i don't know anything else i know that my parents loved each other i know that um they my mother left him and divorced him because of his drinking and his having affairs with other women which i'm sure went hand in hand with the drinking or as yeah. he told me was there love there and when they were young yes was my mother difficult yes our marriage is difficult. Yes. Was my mother an angel? No. Am I defending my mother in any way? No. Those are the yeah. facts. I can't, I can't change those facts. And if I choose to talk about them, it's my right to. Whether they hurt feelings, I can't help that. I have hurt feelings over things that that family and I'm not, you know, every, you know, family member on that side has, has, has said or done to my brother mm -hmm. and I, but those are, uh, those are my feelings. You know, you know, another thing was brought up and I, how it's my fault. I don't know. Mm -hmm. My mother did this horrific thing and she went out with her cousin one night. Um, oh, well, they used to go to the bar quite a bit, the players club in, in, uh, in New Jersey. And, um, they got home drunk one night and they decided they were going to torture that side of the family. This particular uncle that I called for one. And my mother's cousin called his house three o'clock in the morning and pretended she was a nurse at the hospital there and said that my mother was in a horrific car accident and she wasn't going to make it through the night. Oh my God. Oh my God. Yeah, it, it, horrible. This, this is horrible. This is horrible. <laughs> and then five minutes later, called back and said my mother died. The whole family was in an oh, uproar. Shit. It was bad. It was horrible. It was a horrible thing. It was a horrible thing for her to do. I can't imagine how crazy Diane is that her and her cousin pulled this yeah. shit. I am, am, am mortified. So this came up, of now, course, when, during the course of this conversation. Were, did your father by this time have the other kids or so this no. was pre kids with his new wife pre pre kids pre yeah. any yeah this okay. is pre all that okay because that's important what i do know yes what i do know is that a week apparently they hung up the phone her and her cousin and who acting like teenagers and went about their lives and never thought anything of it somehow the family found out that this was a lie. I'm guessing by, you know, who knows? My father got a hold of someone. Well, she said a week later, she saw my father coming at her 
in the players club from across the bar who you know like she she yeah and he had a look on his face and when he got to her he started laughing and he's like she, really Diane what the fuck <laughs> you know and she's like i know tracy you know she's like i know i'm sorry I shouldn't have done that. And they laughed about it. And he's like, man, you really caused an uproar. You almost gave my mother a heart attack. And, he's, and she apologized. Now, was it wrong to do? Yes. But why are you why bringing this up Why is she bringing me? this like, up? This has nothing to do with her at all. <laughs> like, not at right. all. Yeah. I, I, yeah. My mother is a horribly immature person. She's done a lot of shitty things to that family. Guess what? She's done a lot of shitty things to me as her daughter which is why i'm not in her life but, She's not yeah, in my but life. it's like it's like she just wanted to drag your mom through the mud and, and you but i mean yeah. your mom as well it's like look stop carrying around a hard-on for your father's ex-wife you're his daughter yeah she is his daughter that has nothing to do with you it she was not a part of your life she she didn't affect your life you know and it this is really, really unusual, and I don't understand it at all. I mean, I, I just feel like she was on a campaign to really hurt you and and or at least try to anger you and engage you. Yeah, and I wasn't going yeah. to engage because I'm not Diane. You know, I know like everyone thinks that I am, but I'm not. No, you're not. <laughs> I can get a little crazy and upset and mad but i don't lash out at people you know a lot of people this is so common in our society because of the divorce you know rates especially when we were growing up but i don't i'd have to look at mm -hmm. the trends as of late but you know it's pretty commonplace to have divorced you know families where they've been remarried and had more children um, or, you know, they become step parents. And so you have step siblings or whatever. Okay. And what people need to understand is you're not going to have the same experience 90% of the time, 99% of the time, you're getting a totally different experience than your siblings from previous. Mm -hmm. Okay. You both right. are going to have, you know, cause they're totally different. They're with totally different people, different partners. They're more than likely at a different phase in their lives when this happens you mm -hmm. know so like your mother and father were young when they met you know mm -hmm. married had these kids you know i'm sure he was a very different man going into his he was right out of vietnam second marriage mm -hmm. you, know. you know and i'm sure right. there was problems there at times i mean nobody's perfect but mm -hmm. you know her upbringing was very different Oh, it was completely different. They had vacations in the Caribbean and Disney World and um, all sorts yeah. of wonderful things that I did not have, yeah. you know, and, and I'm not saying that I begrudge them. I'm happy that they had those memories. They lost him because he died at a very young age. And I, f I have always felt terrible for that, that they Jen, grew up without you, a father. Jenny, you also you know, lost him at a young age. And I think it's time, if, if you want my opinion, if you're going to have a relationship with them, I think you need to stop apologizing. You need yeah. to stop apologizing for your mother. You need to stop apologizing for your pain. You need to stop. And it does need to be 
a thing that you kind of say this, we can't talk about this. We just can't. It is a strict boundary that I will stand by. You have nothing to apologize for. You have nothing to feel bad about. You can be empathetic to that, but I feel like you're never, it's like you've, and I feel like it's because of all these people and how they treated you from the time you were a young child. Like you're not allowed to have your pain. You're not allowed to feel hurt. You're not allowed to feel abandoned, disappointed. You were, you were all those things. They're true. It's just like my father, Mm -hmm. you know, I, he wasn't a good dad. (laughs) I mean, he wasn't now, like you said, as an adult, my mom wasn't a good mom either. I mean, they were trying to be right. They were doing the best they could with what they had at the time, which was not enough. But that doesn't mean that I don't see the fact that they, they did the best they could. But the reality is they failed on many levels. Yeah. <laughs> you know, and my dad went into his next marriage. He did not have biological children with his wife, but her son, who was, I, I want to say he was around eight or nine, but then she had a little, a little daughter who was, I want to say she was around two years old. So he really was the father in her life. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, he moved on. Plain and simple. And he definitely left me in the dust because I got pregnant when I was 16 and it was like, oh, that wasn't going well anyway. And I'm just kind of done with that. I mean, he tried here and there, but it just it it wasn't we never had a good relationship. But right. You know, I can as an adult go, okay, I love my dad. I love my mom. I, I forgive you for those things in the past. I do hold you. I hear this over and over and over and over and over again. And it was true in my experience. It sounds very true in your experience. Normally the second time around is a better time. And I don't hear you again. Yeah. Yes. How about now? What happened? I accidentally oh, moved. I, I was like, ah! <laughs> um normally the second time around is a better time around and i'm sorry that it makes you uncomfortable to know the other side of that parent right and it doesn't mean that you know that's her shit that she needs to work out you know lucky you that you had a great experience and a loving father that was there for you and you know that's wonderful Yes, it's sad that he died and you were young. It's also sad that he left me and abandoned me for many years because he was dealing with my mom and associated me with her. I mean, that's not okay either. No, and he said that to me shortly shortly before he died. He said, I abandoned the first two and now I'm going to orphan the second two. You know. And you've come to terms with that. Like you, I we've talked a lot about it and you have forgiven your father. It sounds like she has yeah. it and mm. that's her stuff and she shouldn't be putting it on right. you to work it out with her. You know, I, I just, you know, it's one of those things like people come on, stop looking to your siblings to fix whatever's going on with your issues with your parents. I don't care that you were raised together. Even if you are all three raised or all, <laughs> I say all three, cause there's three of us, but 
we might have been raised by the same people, but we had different experiences for for many, many reasons. And Mm -hmm. I feel like to if you want to try to have relationships as adults when you're siblings, you have to leave all that at the door. Concentrate on your current lives together. Yeah, it's, you know, for me, we can't even talk about basic memories because I don't know what's going to trigger one of them. They don't know what triggers me. Mm -hmm. So we just kind of have to guess what? I've got other people I can talk to. If I want to share a childhood memory, I can talk to you. I can talk to Maria. I can talk to Justin. I have plenty of people to talk to. I don't need to risk hurting them or upsetting them or, you know, stressing them out, whatever the case you know, we don't need to do that to each other, you know? No. But I, again, if you haven't dealt with it and like my sister, she's done so much work. I mean, she really has on herself and trying to deal with these issues, but apparently she's far, 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 far from really dealing with it. And she has pain and she has, you know, whatever, not that I don't, but I don't, I don't see any, I don't look at her and think, you know, who could probably fix this for me is you, a sibling that was raised by the same fuckers that started this shit in the first place. Like, obviously you've got some shit going on too. So, you know, it's like the blind (laughs) leading the blind. Like we're not going to be able to help each other with these issues. No, there's lots of other things we can. And that's what I said to her. I said, listen, because it hurts her that I don't want to do that with her. And that's what she's told me. My feeling is, I don't think so. I think you want me to get on board with how you think about it. And it frustrates you that I don't. And maybe it does also hurt you that I don't even want to try to do this with you and explore these things with you. But guess what? Every other aspect of your life, I can be a big part of and walk next to you. But this is the only thing that is just not a good idea. You know, I don't know. I don't think that's exactly what's going on with you two. It seems like she was just in a bad place. Something probably triggered her. And that conversation, that's why I was asking you, what, what were you guys talking about? Maybe it's, I don't know. I mean, you don't know. I don't. And maybe these are just things that have been floating around in her head for a while. I, I don't know, but it it makes me feel like I'm looked at in a certain light by that side of the family. And it makes me want to no longer continue with having relationships with them because these are all issues that I have left in the past years ago. We're talking 10, 20 years ago. Uh, they they died those memory those those feelings died with my dad i I had made up with him and he apologized and we had a reconciliation long before he died i accepted the the way things were and i've moved way past it and um but yeah no it it does it makes me completely like okay well maybe now i need to leave this these people in the past because you know, it's, it's been, I love all three of my siblings very differently and very much. I feel responsible for all of them, which I know I shouldn't because I'm the oldest. Um, But, you know, at some point you have to 
you know, you know, I've cut friends out of my life because they didn't treat me properly and value me and love me the way that I love them. So what makes this any different? If you can cut your mother out of your, your life, basically you can cut anyone out of your life. And it, yeah, it, it, like I, it just hurts and I don't know where it's coming from, but it was very angry and very hurtful. And I haven't spoke to, spoken to her verbally since there's been a little bit of communication via text. I'm assuming by the things she's, you know, been sending me that she knows I'm upset. Um, she hasn't apologized or offered a, an explanation for it. We were supposed to podcast on the Thomas T Monday night. I, I could, I, I just couldn't. And I couldn't get on a podcast and pretend like everything's okay. Whether we continue with that at this point, I don't know. I don't know where to go from here. Well, all I, all I can do is share my wisdom, strength, and hope. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, I'm kind of in a similar thing where I don't really know what to do moving forward. When I get like that, I get yeah. really quiet be still yeah, that's too. what I hear in my head be still because you you don't really know nothing's feeling great you know none of the mm -hmm. solutions that roll through my head are feeling like ah oh, that's the one I can breathe easier now that works so I have to get quiet and that's what I've done you know um I will say the difference is in the conversation that my sister and I had I said everything I needed to say. I pointed out the things that weren't working for me in the relationship, the things that I think we needed to work on, um, my boundaries. I had done that and it didn't end well. She basically did exactly the thing that I thought we had worked out in this conversation to end the conversation. So, and she has apologized for it. I didn't right. respond to the apology. I have, responded to one text since very mild um but we haven't actually talked on the phone or anything with you with your situation you have to decide you have to decide if this relationship is worth trying to work it out trying to work on it if it is mm -hmm. if you think it's and i don't say worth like she's not worth it i mean is it a relationship that you should be putting your energy into in a big way. If it is, then yeah, you have to confront it and you have to say, look, what you said hurt me. I don't know why it went there or what happened, but I just need you to know that, that it really hurt me. And moving forward, if we're going to have any kind of relationship, these things cannot ever be discussed ever again between the two of us. Because neither yeah. one of us are the, the person to talk to about these things. It's not healthy. It's not helpful, you know, like, and, and it's hurtful. And if you can get on board with that, then we can move forward. Um, but if not, then that's a deal breaker for me. Right. You know, but if you don't know right now, stay quiet until something, yeah. something feels like, okay, this, this is right. That's my advice. Yeah. You know. Very good. And advice. remember that. Try not to let one person 
convince you that that's what everybody's thinking. Mm, yeah, I guess you got there, but I know it's easy to but consider the source as well. And mm, I'm pretty sure that the two her brother and her she and her brother spent the day together at the pool and somehow Harry and I got on got brought up and I'm sure it just went down a rabbit hole and then when she called me somehow then it came maybe out maybe he said something and maybe he said something that I'm sure triggered he did. her and maybe I'm something sh- came back to I'm sure her that's what it was I'm sure it like, was. I mean, at one point she even said to me, I wish I can get us all. I wish we can, I can get all four of us in a room so we can see who the liar is. And I'd be more than, yeah, you and me both. Let's go on a Zoom and find out yeah. right now who the liar is, where this is all coming from. I'd be more than happy to, because I, I assure you it's not me. But before that you know, conversation, uh, you didn't even know there was a problem. Right. So it's definitely not you. <laughs> right. No. Hello. <laughs> just eliminated one for sure yeah you know it's like yeah you know i did not even know i'm just sitting here trying mind my business yeah i'm sitting over here minding my own business in florida trying to do the best i can to survive and raise a good kid you know yeah which basically was the only thing that good that came out of the conversation was that you know her mother feels has seen that i'm such a good mother and i'm nothing like diane well i'm glad that that proved it well, great that i raised a good kid so that means i'm 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 free of the diane aren't burden. you so happy that her mother finally thinks that you're not like your mother who gives a shit fuck off mm. like i'm sorry it it upsets <laughs> me that and sadly i do give a shit sadly i do i don't know why shit. but sadly i do you should because it's hurtful it's and i understand i yeah. was always compared to my mother my father, even yeah. from a young age, it was, you're just like your mother. You're just, but not in a good way. It was yeah. a very negative thing right. when he said it. And I knew it. And my sis, my one sister is just like him. I mean, and we are, listen, I'll cop to it. I got the good stuff too, though. And she did too. Yeah. You know, and there, there is good, you know, in both of them, but it was always used as a slam. And, right. you know. And it hurt me because I felt like my father hated my mother. So by him saying, now this was after their, you know, once they broke up. And I felt like that was him telling me he didn't like me, (laughs) you know, essentially. And my sister always felt that way. If any of us said, you're just like dad, it would hurt Mm -hmm. her, you know, coming from me or my mom, especially. And. And it's a hindrance. It's a hindrance because a lot of times I feel like I can't say what I want to say because I'm afraid that they'll they'll turn around and say, oh, she's just like Diane. There are times when I want to fight back and speak up, but I can't because it'll be, oh, she's just like Diane. So what? <laughs> so it's a hindrance. Yeah. Well, well but it's not worth your fight. Yeah. It's not your fight. No, it's not. It's not worth it. If I was 20 years younger, yeah, I probably would fight back. But now at, at, at age 48, I don't give a shit anymore. I, I'm not going to. It's not worth my time. I, I don't have it in me. I'm not going to get a heart attack or a stroke no. over it. I was so upset. That all the blood mm-hmm. rushed to my head. I felt like I was going to pass out. When I was That's that upset. what happened to me in that conversation. And yeah, I know. I told her <laughs> that's what was happening. And I said, you know, not for nothing, but. I have high blood pressure. I am literally taking a beta blocker. 
And I cannot allow anyone in my life to bring this kind of energy to me. It's physically not okay. Like it's, to, in my opinion, it's right. dangerous because yeah, oh, you need totally. to protect yourself. And if you're dangerous, yeah. no, 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 no. You know, I know exactly the feeling you're talking about. It's a terrible feeling. It's like a horrible. Yeah, it is. And I don't have anybody in my life anymore. Now, like you said, when I was younger, I had people. I would I would almost welcome those kind of people in. You know, it was like I was addicted to the chaos, which, by the way, is a product mm -hmm, of too. divorce and addiction being raised by addicts. Right. You know, you're addicted in a way to the chaos. So you just keep, well, I might not be uh, 100% sober, but let me tell you something. I definitely have gotten off the chaos train <laughs> as far as people. I might create some of my own chaos at times, but I don't, I don't invite it in. No, right. no more, you know. Me either. No, me either anymore. No, I got I two friends. <laughs> <laughs> Likewise, <laughs> I mean, I'm just saying I'm so protective of my peace and my too. kids. You know, that's the other thing that this person, you know, she doesn't understand. It's you're not just about yourself anymore. You have a family. And mm -hmm. you inviting people in now affects them, especially your son. Yeah, because he has a relationship with right. them. And of course, I didn't tell him or my husband what happened because I don't want, he loves his aunt. And, you know, just the night before, he went to her for advice about a girl. I don't want that relationship to be tainted or clouded in any way. So I, of course, would never speak of it in the house where he could hear yeah. it. And it's just, yeah. It's it's uh, well, and, and I have a little yeah. note on that as well. I've done the same thing for years, for years and years. I've protected my family. I've tried not to say the really bad stuff. Let them really know, you mm -hmm. know. Well, guess what? They grow up, and for all you people they out there listening, out they figure it out. It's not. I don't have mm -hmm. to tell them. You reveal yourself to them. And yeah. my thing with my children at this point who are almost all adults at this point is it's no longer my business. Your relationship with anyone in your family is not my business other than your relationship with me right. and your father, because we're, mm -hmm. we're married. If, if we weren't married, that wouldn't be my business either. In my opinion. Yeah. But all these other relationships, whoever it is, grandparents, aunts, uncles, cousins, second cousin, but, I don't care who it is. It's none <laughs> of my business. I am here for you. You can come to me with right. support, but you're on your own. If you don't want to be in that person's life because they're toxic and it's they've done something to hurt you or you want to confront them or whatever is going on, you have my full support and I will not run any interference. With that said, I also can't bring my beef to you so and i've right. tried very hard not to do that i've had many many times in my life where i stopped talking to, let's say my mom because she yeah. was being hella crazy and we got into it or whatever 
I never ever kept my children away from her or use hmm. that that card. Now, if you're doing right. something that affects them in a negative way, that's a different thing. You yeah. know. But yeah, they they figure it out. They do. You know, Ashton loves his grandmother. He does. Um but he knows what she is. He's been testing me a little bit lately because uh, he knows things are not good where she is. And I th- sense that he wants me to go to Chicago and check in. I can't do that. I'm not going to do that. And I've told him, you know, anytime she and I are not talking, I never say you cannot talk to her. I always let him navigate the relationship because he is aware well, that's and the thing. give him the tools. Like th- this I gave is what's him the tools. Yes, on, he's, he's but... got the tools. He's witnessed yeah. it. He, she's done it in front oh, of yeah. him. He's he's wit- she he's witnessed it, and she has even said things to him that are completely inappropriate. And he gets it. Thank God he is an old soul and smart because he wouldn't, you know. Otherwise, he would wonder why she's speaking such crazy. But you know, he makes those he make you know he he knows that's his relationship with his grandmother he loves her i'm not going to take that away from him i do love my mother i love my siblings but you know there are things that i will not tolerate in my life yeah and you know it cuts both ways huh yeah oh i thought you said i thought you said in session (laughs) i was like what oh i said oh i said end of discussion end of discussion (laughs) (laughs) i'm like oh okay yeah you know, it no, I meant just in that, that, you know. Yeah. I yeah. I feel like, and this is what I told my sister during that conversation was, look, you need to be able to tell me also, like, what are your boundaries? You know, yeah. I, but unfortunately, some people, the boundaries are a little too high. You know, it's like, it's not really boundaries. It's mm-hmm. just cop to my way of thinking. Or I can't have yeah. a relationship with you, you know. And right. there's certain things that have really infiltrated relationships in a lot of people's lives. And we've touched on this before, but politics, you know, social issues. Oh, God, yeah. You know, I have a gay daughter. Actually, I have two gay children. I have a gay daughter that is in a relationship with a girl and has been for two years now. Right. I have another daughter that is fluid and is pan, which is something new that I'm learning about. I'm allowing my children. I've always tried to let them be their authentic selves. They are trying to, Mm -hmm. they're just like we had the opportunity to discover ourselves, discover our sexuality, discover, you know, what we like, what we don't like, religion politics you know world issues all of it it's you know i'm here as a guide yes your your children are going to lean more towards their parents you know they trust you Mm -hmm. you know you're the people they trust the most in this world and they value your opinions and thoughts yes i'm raising my children the way i think i want a world to be i'm raising them with those values if your values are that counter to mine we're going to have a very difficult time because these aren't just right 
like oh you voted for this guy instead of that guy you know it's like these are core these are core (laughs) issues for me like it's my life you know i can't yeah i can't you know there's nothing i can do you know um so yeah it becomes it becomes deal breakers and a lot of you know and i'm at the point where it's like you know it's not i i don't know there's i just feel helpless or hopeless you know in some situations because there's nothing i can do to change how you view things and and there's nothing you can do to change these particular things about me and for both of us it's a deal breaker so i I don't know what to tell you and that's okay that's okay Mm -hmm. if if my lifestyle and my choices and my views or values or whatever it is is a deal breaker for you then say it and and walk away detach with love right do not continue to torture me (laughs) come on exactly don't hold me hostage (laughs) no No. Uh -uh. (laughs) i get it i can love you still and understand it but we can't have abuse you know because Mm -mm. you're insisting on holding on to a relationship in your life where you're not happy in the relationship and, and you, you don't like anything about this person or very little, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's fine. You don't have to like me. I get it. You don't have to like everyone you love either. No, you don't. I muted you. I had to clear my throat. I got excited. <laughs> you got all worked up. Well, I wonder if she's going to listen to this episode. I wonder if my sister's listening to mine. Oh. I don't know. I I tried. Uh, I don't know. I'm not saying anything I wouldn't say to her. So maybe it's easier to just say it this way. Yeah. I mean, I I knew my sister had listened. So that's why I tried not to really go into detail. And there are some details that I won't share. But, you, you know, he gave me a little courage here because I think it's a I definitely think, and listen, this wasn't even what we were going to talk about today, which is totally Mm -mm. fine, but it's a huge problem. And Mm -hmm. I keep hearing more and more people, not that I know necessarily, I mean, people I know too, but it's just out there. And maybe because it's something I'm dealing with a lot right now in my life, I'm noticing more content about it. Yeah. But I even heard a psychologist talk about it on a TikTok, you know last week that was saying listen (laughs) this does not have you don't have to be close to your siblings it's not a it's not a have to it's not there's nothing wrong with you as a human being nothing wrong with you your mental health your life you're not dysfunctional if you're not close with your siblings because that's something that i've really thought like if you can't be close with your siblings you're like a dysfunctional person or something yeah. I used to look at my husband who he loves his siblings. He's the oldest of four, but he's not involved. They're not, their lives are not intertwined. You know, his, his sister lives a couple miles from us. His one brother, he does things with his other one lives in Virginia and you know, they've gone up him and Wyatt, him and Ashton have gone up and visited and he loves them all. But they're not, they don't talk every day. They're not, they don't really know what's going on in one another's lives. And that's okay with them. I'm 
and it's it's you know i'm an it's it's some it's a concept that i'm like foreign to i'm like and he of course always thought it was odd that harry and i were so involved in each other's lives that harry was always at the house and we were always on the mm-hmm. phone and we were always talking to each other so you know it's everybody's different i every family dynamics different i'm starting to really lean towards that i feel like i've had it wrong the whole time and i think a lot of people do now if you're close with a sibling and you're it's a great healthy relationship all more power to you i don't think everybody's capable of that again we are no people that were raised by the same people with very different experiences and if you are especially if you're raised in a dysfunctional family and especially if you're raised by people that have addiction issues <laughs> and and a lot of yeah. other mental health issues which both of my parents do you're going to be not the most functional person coming out of that and you have to really work at it no throughout your life yeah and the reality is that you know i feel like children like us that come from those situations are the ones that are way more likely to be overly, to feel like you have to be overly involved in their lives. And I mm-hmm. think it's because when you're young, especially as the oldest, which I was too, you're put into a position of feeling responsible to protect them. Yes. To mm-hmm. take care of them, to make sure basic needs were met. Definitely. I played that yeah. role many, many times. And it was almost like a badge of honor when I was young. Yeah. I was called the other mother. You know, I was, you know. Me too. And it, and it, when it was suited for them to treat me like an adult because they needed me to be, then I was. But then when it came time to, you know, go here, go there, date this person, do whatever. Oh, you're just a kid. You're, you're too young for this or that. And, and in my mind, I thought, well, I was an adult over the weekend when I had to babysit at night by myself at 13 years old, you know, overnight for two (laughs) days, you know, which, you know, I feel now is not appropriate, you know, but no. So it really messed with my mind and really changed the course of my life because I really felt like I was very capable of doing adult things at a very young age. Hence teenage motherhood. <laughs> Which, by the way, I found out really quick. It was not fun to be an adult. <laughs> I think we all find that out at some point. Oh yes, <laughs> but you know, it's like I just feel like I actually get jealous of the relationships, like you're describing with your husband and his siblings. Like I mm-hmm. feel like that's healthy. Yeah. That's more normal. Like get a fucking life. Like why, you know. <laughs> Like live your own life, keep your side of the street clean, stay off mine. It's none of your business. Like, <sighs> yeah, I mean, they see each other on Christmas and Thanksgiving. They call one another when they need a cat or dog watched. It's you know, it's it's like kind of surface. Like they're never there's there's never a yeah, and there's never an argument because they're not intertwined. And they have it sounds like common respect for each other. You know, it's like. They do. I mean, I don't know. I don't know. I, I just, I'm 41 years old, almost 42 in a couple of weeks. And it's still mind boggling to me. You know, my father, the last time he was here, said something to me about cursing. 
My sister corrected me. And I literally both times looked at them. And this is not uncommon. This is one of the things that makes me insane. Especially, yeah. Yeah. And I literally looked at them and said, you're fucking kidding me right now, right? (laughs) I'm a 41-year-old woman, mother of three, married. And you're going to correct me for saying a curse word in my house? Get the fuck out of here. Like, who do you think you are? I mean, you don't like wrap your head around that. Can you imagine anyone coming into your home and correcting you for saying a curse word? I mean, to me, it was the most disrespectful thing that you could do. And it's those kinds of things that those people do not see the same way. They feel entitled. Right. They feel like they have every right, you know, to monitor everything I'm doing. Are you drinking? Are you smoking? Are you cursing? Are you, I mean, none of these things are your business. Where do you think in your brain? That to me is just wild. It's wild. Yeah. Now it's one thing if it is my ass is falling off and I come to you and I'm like, I got a fucking drinking problem. I need help. You know, like then yes, (laughs) if I'm asking for your help or assistance or advice, that's me asking you. I ain't asking you. Right. You know, I mean, parents, I know parents can be parents for the rest of your life. I mean, I get Mm -hmm. it, you know, but it's not that kind of stuff. Like, like the, like, you know, Hey, you know, like my dad will ask me, you know, do I think about going back to school, you know, and furthering my career? That's normal parent talk. That's 100% totally fine. You know, but yeah, I just, I don't know. it's you got to be careful being overly involved with most of the time i think oh yeah it's a slippery slope you're telling me (laughs) and i'm sick of slipping i'm sick of falling down me too (laughs) it's exhausting right on my back (laughs) like a sheet ice like snoopy and you know and it, it normally it happens just like it happened to you it's really kind of out of left field you don't expect yeah. it. You don't have any clue that it's coming. There's no warning no. shots. I mean, it's like, bitch, we were just talking about fucking your whatever, your lease renewal or whatever. I don't even know. I'm trying to think of the most right. basic yeah. thing. And you just called my mother a whore. Like, <laughs> like what? <laughs> I'm just throwing things out there. Yeah. Like, what is happening in your life that, that I deserve <laughs> this right now? Exactly. I is a peaceful Sunday. The boys went back to work. I was happy in my house, editing the our podcast, cleaning up the house, enjoying my silence. <laughs> and then boom. That there was shit all over that, you know? So yeah. It's yeah, it's uh well. I couldn't even enjoy the news that J-Lo and Ben got married. Oh, man. Yeah, we didn't even get to get into any of that. I saw a funny, um, you've probably seen it too. I think I saw it on Instagram a bunch of times and maybe Facebook. But um, it it was um, something to the effect of, okay, so maybe now that Ben Affleck and J-Lo got back together and married, we can reset to 2004. (laughs) I was like, yeah, "Yeah, that would be great. Exactly. There's some shitty things yes. happening in 2004 too, though. So, but 
Yeah. But I would kind of like a redo and maybe we could fix some of this stuff. <laughs> He's no shit. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my husband. Do you want to talk about some of the other stuff? or Oh, we, we can. I'm, I don't have anything going on. We can. I mean, maybe just it's up to you. Yeah, I mean, we, do you want to? I don't care. Yeah, we can. On that note, we'll wrap this one up and we will start anew. Sounds good. Bye. All right. Bye.